On Living a Sex Positive Life, we explore all aspects of human sexuality. We talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures and the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. We strive to be an advocate and an empowering force in the fight for sexual freedom. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and talk about the touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Hey everyone, it's Angelique Luna and my co-host, partner in crime, latest tattoo, future porn star model coming up, John C. Luna. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> That's a lot to live up to. It is. It is. I'm expecting a train of name tags that are at least 15 feet long so I can trip on it on my face. So it's going to be a CBS receipt. Oh, yes. okay. There we go. I just feel like it's becoming a bucket list for you. Just... <laughs> But, oh, yeah, all the yeah. different names. Well, she has great aspirations for me. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, obviously. She's got plans for you. Some of it's in a good way. <laughs> As you can hear from our conversations, giggling, we actually got a good chunk of the Florida Power Exchange organizers and founders in one room. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that moment when someone says, we have the people in charge, and you're like, shit. <laughs> now no one wants to claim responsibility. My name is Alice. <laughs> As she's drinking her alcohol at the moment. <laughs> Looks like water. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's Tonic. Yeah. Vodka. Let's go down the list. How else do you expect us to make it through an entire weekend? <laughs> There's cherries, lots of them. Lots of cherries. <laughs> we will neither confirm or deny the use of alcohol and uh, energy drinks. <laughs> oh, gummy bears. Are okay. Oh. But I, I realized on a road trip once, never drink three of them in one day. <laughs> I, wow. I, We've had those yeah. moments here. Yeah. Yeah. I mix mm-hmm. my alcohol and my energy drink. Is that okay? Do you know the science behind that one? Um... She says yes, but somehow I think she won't admit it. <laughs> the, alcohol, the alcohol, of course, gets you drunk. The energy drink makes your heart beat faster, so you're just trying to get drunk faster. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's, maybe that's why it's like we never get sloshed. I, I feel like it, it keeps me at that that even kind of, you know, like the energy drink picks me up, but if you think about it, alcohol is a depressant, so... It levels itself out at some point. You just learn not to give a fuck. Or that's what she just tells herself. (laughs) Oh, so you're telling me they lied to me at Pleasure Island that they were selling flavored vodka with Red Bull just to make more sales? So that was a complete lie? Yeah. Mm. Probably. Sounds like it. I like my cherry bombs, my grape bombs. Okay. (laughs) I'm with you. We should have everyone go round table and introduce themselves, and then we go from there. So that way people could, you know, recognize the voice and the names there. Because, you know, the I'm not the boss. Just take it. Oh, take it. Just take it and own it. Take it and own it. Because they have their fans. They're like, oh, it's Danny Michael. Oh, it's me. They want to hear that. <laughs> Continue. I don't think I have fans. Oh, but, uh, Michael, you have fans. Oh, you have fans. <laughs> you have That's because fans. they all want to see me dance the Carlton. That's yes. Why. Yes. yes. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's, we'll fill you in later. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the Daddy Michael, um, and it's important to know that it's the Daddy Michael um, because Daddy Michael was already taken on FetLife, and 
I um, mistakenly put the the in front of that, and now I can't shake it. So I am the Daddy Michael. And I'm Amia. Amia, what's up? <laughs> you were anything but close. <laughs> And, and so what are your roles in this Florida Power Exchange conference? Sure. So Amia and the Daddy Michael, we're producers. <laughs> we are. We are the producers and owners of the event. I think from here on out, I'm going to talk in third person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, we'll get you one of those Hollywood producer chairs. <laughs> so you can put the Daddy Michael on the back. Okay, just to let you know, we're putting that up on our Facebook page. I'm making a collection for his chair. I love it. I love it. No, we're the producers and owners of of the um, event, um, which just basically means is we kind of had the idea and, um, ran, and ran with it. Yeah, and our masochist um, to create such a. Um, I'm Malachi, and I've been head of registration since we started. My name name is Scott, and I am one of the people uh, head of security for the Florida Power Exchange. Don't come to me. I'm not the real boss. I guess that means that's me. I'm Millie. I am the other that he spoke of. Uh, I am Chessie. I'm the event director and the event, the contest director, as well as Amia's brain during the weekend. I'm Thurge. I am one of the people who takes care of the presenters during the weekend, making sure they have what they need. Logistics. And your logistics. And logistics. You do all the logistics. <laughs> all the stuff. The stuff. <laughs> So tell us why this event was created. What was the need for it? Because Daddy Michael lost his marbles. (laughs) Yes, because I'm, again, I'm a masochist. Um, So uh, actually, this started out, we, uh, me and I, um, we loved going to events and we went to a lot of events. um, And one day we were talking and um, and actually, I'm going to take another step back. Um, we also went to MAST here in Tampa. And uh, MAST created a really cool environment where we would do a lot of conversations, a lot of talking about relationships and power exchange and uh, what that meant. So one day we were kind of talking about things and we said, you know, we, we kind of like the idea of starting an event, but one that where we didn't really... Um, dive into, let's say, the logistics of swinging a flogger, but more about power exchange and um, about our relationships. Uh, at the time, there was a couple um, quotes going around. One was that uh, the average relationship in the lifestyle um, only lasted about nine months. And then the other one that we uh, thought was pretty cool was that most of us um, would see each other naked before we ever even knew each other's first names. So with that being said, we we really just thought, you know, let's talk about putting together an event that is more about um, the relationship aspect, the power exchange, and a little less about throwing floggers, throwing whips, because you can go to your local dungeons, your munches, um, and you can see those things happening there. 
And for our audience member who's now familiarized with MAST, what is that? Uh, MAST is uh, Masters and Slaves Together. And here in the Tampa um, area at that time, they also allowed dominant submissives to come to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some some chapters don't. uh, This chapter did. But it was a really good... Uh, group and there was a lot of conversation about just again like relationships so we do a little bit of like I remember one of my favorite classes they did was on um, the electric violet wand and but then it would always break into conversations of you know how do you stay together what uh, things can you do to uh, make your power exchange better um, we would talk about things everything from having your s types journaling um, so it was a lot of that kind of conversation it was a lot of relationship building cool. <clears throat> well one of the things we found real unique is you guys have a levels track which we have never seen any place else at least in our experience okay how that right. stuff come about well actually um so amia and i live a daddy little relationship and um we started here in florida uh, educating on the daddy little relationship we were going all around the state of florida and this is back when the daddy little girl um, was still a taboo even for the lifestyle mm-hmm. if it wasn't taboo it was oftentimes seen more as um, adult uh, adult baby and less about daddy little girl so we would go around the state of Florida and educate on that. And we had all kinds of uh, different interpretations of what we were doing, uh, some very negative, some more positive. And we would just, like I said, go around the state of Florida. That's kind of where we got a lot of our connections in the state of Florida as well by doing that. So it's always been something that's kind of near and dear to our heart. And there's a big daddy little girl. And I say big daddy, excuse me, a, a daddy little girl, but I really do mean big little relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this area, so there's a pretty big following of that. And so it just made sense to make sure that we had something at FPE for that. Do you have anything to say? Yeah. Well, I know I at, at, this, at one point though, we were also doing, um, the big little room for another event and that, um, definitely helped, uh, I think the Littles track really just stemmed from opening up um, opportunities for people to to see all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's important for us, for people to realize you don't have to be a checkbox. You know, you don't have to take a label or a title and that's all you can be. So I think the Littles Room started with letting people have that experience if they wanted to go in color or to be just in a safe environment to explore that side. And it has really just kind of exploded over the years. It's grown um, so much that um, we we have a, a complete space dedicated to it. They have their own schedule where they do arts and crafts and they have uh, people come in and read them books. We have the governess that comes in and does a show for them. And so, um, and, and this year, year we're actually adding to the littles track we'll be doing some pup and critter uh play with them and doing some conjunctions because that's always a nice blend um for the littles and the critters to get together so this year we're kind of adding to to that environment it's starting to sound like its own conference at this point <laughs> oh <laughs> no something right because i've heard multiple times near the end of the conference uh, of fpe people saying i think i'm a little so you're obviously exposing it in, so, in a good positive light that people are never even thought of it or trying it going oh i like this so 
my personal opinion on this, and it's not always liked by everybody, and that's okay, is I believe that the little energy is actually the one dynamic that everybody has in common, regardless of what title you put on yourself now. Because we all were children at one point in our lives. So we all have that opportunity to tap into that side of us. And sometimes I'll be having conversations with people and they'll be like, no, I have no little in me. And I'm like, well, have you ever had a time when when you're with your friends and you're just having fun? You're not worried about bills. You're not worried about your to-do list. You're just enjoying them and the energy of the moment and nothing else matters and they're like well yeah and I'm like okay well to me that's the little side that's that side where you're not worried about anything else it's just the wonderfulness of the moment and and littles people who put that title on them have just learned how to tap in Mm -hmm. to that and a more organic (laughs) and fluid level um, as opposed to someone who kind of just falls into it so so I think we're all littles Oh, yeah, totally. It's like, what, your 40th birthday party, your entire work team turned into a bunch of little toddler kids that, that at was, Dave and Buster's. and they were Dave and Buster's. Yeah. They, okay. <laughs> there are times that Amia and I look at each other and we're like, our daddies are five. Absolutely. Yes. Getting the little boy out of you. Well, we did have a pillow fight breakout last year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, look! Look! Putting his arms up, saying, "Yeah, that's my five-year-old right there." <laughs> you just witnessed it. <laughs> arms raised in a V. Sorry. Go. Sorry. That's, and that's why he and I get along so well. <laughs> So, so that's um, definitely where a lot of those things started from. Um, uh, we have had people in the community step up and help us with that um, aspect of it. So that's also added its flavor to it. And, um, you know, again, not everyone has to be a little that needs to bring out coloring books and, and get coloring. And so it's not hard to find that little side in you. Now I'm trying to figure out how to get a PlayStation and an Xbox in here for the next one. <laughs> one year, I brought in one of the systems. Was it Xbox? I did. And actually, it didn't get used as much as I thought it would. People that went into the room actually just wanted to connect with the other people in the room. And I don't even know if it ever got used during the weekend. But we did. We did try that one year. And people... But it does sound like it was one of those things where, okay, we came here. We're, the classes are great. We're going to go to the classes, so I can't spend time in here. Or put the controller down and get out here. You, you need to talk to other people and just play a game. You know, the best thing I have found about the little space, though, is it's become the day nursery here. So I've watched as uh, dominance uh, D-types will bring their little, drop them off at the daycare, and then go off to classes. And so, yeah, that's become Ooh. the thing now. Maybe we should like give them a little ticket so they can claim them later. <laughs> I actually like that. Yeah. You mean like a pager, like, like they did at Disney for, Cruise Line for us? Not yeah. 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 Ooh, and we can do that too. Yes. Yes. And put their phone number on it, like so we, could, we can contact and, and you. And you know how? Um, like that, yes. Like that, yeah. We could do one of those grading things, like your child was 
this good. Yes, today, yeah. Yeah. yes a little bit like today, today was a star day. Yeah. She had a good day. She <laughs> ate this. Yes. Oh, I like that. Idea. Sorry, too many kids. The, sorry, Aliana, if you're listening to this, we got some more ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for me one of the the best things about Florida Power Change. Um, because when we had the idea to do the event, we always saw it as a community event. And it really has become that. Mm-hmm. You know, it has become more than us, more than the core group. It, it really has become a community-focused event where people feel like they have a space to come up and say, hey, I have an idea. Or, hey, I want to do this. Or, hey, this would be really great. And then they can come and do it. And we give them the platform. We give them the support. We give them the team, materials, whatever they need to kind of do whatever vision they have. And I think that's one of the coolest things I think. It really has grown beyond us, beyond core to its, its kind own of become thing. like a melting pot for the community as well because when you think of Florida Power Exchange like you said it's it's based on relationships and it doesn't matter what you identify as or whether you're leather or whether you're just kinky it's hard to do those things without a partner yeah. <laughs> so you're you're spending a lot of time with a person why not focus more of your energy on making that work? So it's it, we've kind of brought in people from all lifestyles and brought them together and helped them all focus on that relationship. So we are working together more and we are able to branch out into the community a little bit further mm-hmm. because because we have all of those different connections. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting, um, and that is probably the end of the how FP came about, was um, at, at some point uh, we ran for a contest uh, at an event called Beyond Leather. Um, we, were, um, we ran for an international power exchange. Um, we ran on the Daddy Little Girl platform. And with that, uh, at some point, uh, Sir Top and Slate Bonnie came to us and said they would really like to create some feeders for that uh, event and they'd like to see if we would be interested in creating a feeder for them. So we said, okay, we've been wanting to put together this event and we've been trying to find that, find something to kind of center it around. Mm-hmm. And we we said, this will be a great thing. So me and I um, started out, it was going to be a day-long event when we left uh, Beyond Leather. And by the time we got back here four hours later... <laughs> It was a three-day event. <laughs> um, we put most of it together. We did have a little bit. Of, we had a, a small core staff, but um, we did a, a good majority of it four in, in four months. Mm-hmm. But it, we got divorced almost three times. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes I think back to that first FPE and doing it in four months. I don't even know how Yeah, we did that. Oof. But part of that was also helped us realize that we needed a good core staff and, and get them involved. And um, we made the decision at the very beginning of this is as we were getting the core staff involved um, that we didn't want to dictate everything. We wanted to show vision and then let them uh, run with that vision. And I think we've done a pretty good job with that, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, 
Um, and with that, it, it kind of goes back to what you're saying is, is in that process, we've created relationships that work really well uh, among the core staff. So it's part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's a lot of synergy between the staffs and how we function and who handles what and when. And that reflects back on how the event as a whole has become. Is there's, you know, there's a fluid energy between when the classes start, when they end, what classes are happening and when, the breaks that happen, you know, the time to go shopping, the time to be social, when does dungeon start. There's a nice flow from the start of the day to the end of the day that makes people feel relaxed rather than rushed and that's because of what we put into it is to make sure that it's easy for them as much as it is for us the better that we communicate behind the scenes the the more seamless the process appears yeah to them out there agreed Agreed. You organize it well. What I like is there's usually, what, three simultaneous classes going on? Four. Four. Yeah, four. 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 Or at most five. Yeah. We, were, we, were, but we so, were brave last year, though. But four. Yeah. I think that's good because I don't feel overwhelmed. I've gone to conferences where they had six or seven going on at once, and I'm like, I have missed so much. Yeah. We, yeah, still, get, we still get that complaint, though. Yeah. yeah. You are, but... Yeah. I think we're always going to get that complaint. You know, they can't go to everything. Um, but... We definitely have grown. I mean, I remember our first year of hand-checking everybody in on a piece of paper. It's time-consuming. <laughs> Let me find your name. Um, so I feel that we've definitely grown in the registration process. Um, and having the right people with me makes a huge difference as well. Um, and we're, as you said, we're always going to get complaints because we can't make everybody happy. But from the very first FPE, when we really focused on nothing but relationships, classes, now we've broadened so much more. There's so many different aspects of the classes, which I think is really huge and important because last year, I heard so much good about the classes because we know I don't leave registration. (laughs) We have to tell you to go home at the end of the day. And and then eat. Sometimes I've saw like food getting thrown her way too. It's a control thing. (laughs) I hear ya. Some people try to send me home. (laughs) But you do need to sleep. Come on. (laughs) I do. I sleep. Uh, By the way, so one of the rules um, to be on staff is you have to go to at least one class a day, isn't it? One class a day? No, one I think it's class the weekend. For the weekend. I think it's one class for the Don't weekend. Don't be pushing yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> class for the weekend. So, yeah, so... Um, and Malachi is the, actually Malachi and Chessy are actually the ones that um, we have to fight the most on making sure they get to at least one class. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure, which is funny because it's not like we pay Malachi, so I don't know that I can really fire her, but I keep threatening I'm going to fire her if she doesn't go to a class. Yeah, so well, technically you could. I've been fired from free volunteer stuff, so yes. Oh, and I've, I've fired a couple people. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. Yeah. Remember, if you same. fire me, then my baked goods go with me. Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, we are not goods. <laughs> Malachi stays. But it's important for us Just because... While we all work really hard all year round, you know, burnout is reality. True. Anybody that does anything, any lifestyle or anything like that, if you you know do too much, so it's really important for us that our staff and our volunteers um, get the ability to enjoy some part of the event. 
you know, the core, it's a little harder because they all have duties throughout the weekend, but that's where the, at least go to one class, find one class that you're really passionate about and make sure, you know, most of our core has an assistant. Mm -hmm. So let your assistant know, I'm, I'm going to be off the walkie. I'm on class, you know, leave me alone type of a thing. Um, just to make sure that they're getting something back, you know, our volunteers, um, we only, is it 12 hours? It's depending on what, yeah, depending on where they volunteer. But even our volunteers, we keep their their obligations to us at a at a decent level because again, we want to make sure that they're getting fed from the event as well because that's important. You do have to take care of your volunteers. Absolutely, absolutely. I know everyone. What are we on year seven now of FPE? I want to hear how the staff has seen this evolve and change over time. Oh. And what has been some of the challenges you've faced? <laughs> I want to hear the horror stories. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the good stories. Should, maybe we should leave the room for this. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll so I, I feel like as the, as the years have gone by, um, it, the ideas have just gotten more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way that I could, like, we... And Mia, I love you. <laughs> I, have, I have to throw in here. I have been told that I'm not allowed to have any more new ideas for the year. Like they no. all the court came no. to me and, and, and closed that door. They they do that to me. But that's what that's what makes her so great as a producer is she does have all of these just crazy off the wall ideas. But that's why people come to FPE, Mm -hmm. because they have fun. It's not, um, this is how you do it, Um, do it because we say so. It's, hey, let me show you why we do it the way we do. And they enjoy that. So as crazy as her ideas get, and as much as sometimes we have to reel her in, like, okay, we love you, but just stop. <laughs> yeah, an, an idea two months out that needs more like four months worth of work is not good for anybody. But but that's definitely, you know, each year I think it gets just a little bit more interesting and a little bit more entertaining, for sure. <laughs> Be Daddy Michael pets her down. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I, I swear... <laughs> I swear like every year by by Sunday we're like why are we doing this and Michael and Amir are ready to quit they're like nope we're not doing it next year and then four days later I get an email with a list of ideas she had <laughs> while she was coming down no 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 you, you know why they changed their mind it's town council town council yeah, yeah. town yeah. council every man year. we get every to year. sunday yeah, and we get year. into that room <laughs> with all of the attendees and there's tears and there's laughter and there's just all of the reasons why we kill ourselves yeah. all year yeah. long yeah. to do this right there in that room yeah. Yep. And then we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Yeah. But it's honestly, I've been to, again, three town councils, and it's, yeah, the first one I cried. But uh, it's I can see how it's not just for us. It's yes. for you guys, because at the end of an event, when everyone disappears and you're sitting there cleaning up the mess, it, it can get depressing. I've done that stuff where you're like, God damn it, they didn't clean anything up. And at least now you have the thanks and time to sit down and hear some of the experiences that went through that weekend to kind of reinforce, oh my God, I'm going to do this again, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think sometimes when, when you do an event and you work as hard as you do, you get so caught up in the logistics that you forget 
about the impact it's making on people. You forget what they're getting from the amazing presenters that we have, from the amazing volunteers that we have, from all the activities and socials that we do, all the fellowship, the communication, the, the conversation, just the social area and people just connecting. All those moments of connection, we sometimes forget when we're putting out all the little mini fires and making sure the schedule is going on. So definitely town council fills us because we hear about the aha moments or the relationships that have been renewed or the connections that have been made or reconnections that have been made that we all kind of go, wow. Like, like I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Like it, it's, it's, our, it's our moment that we kind of get back on what, why we're all here. And, and something, I, something I noticed last year, because um, it was something so minuscule, I didn't expect the impact back. And what it was is I was emceeing the contest. And to fill time, I started telling dad jokes. <laughs> and I started, I, I started asking the audience for dad jokes. Well, after the contest had wrapped up, I was in the hall trying to get to whatever task I had next. And I had people stopping me to tell me dad jokes that they wanted to share with me, but they were too afraid to like put their hand up during the contest and have them have me make them say it on the mic. So like the enti- the entire rest of the conference, I had people stopping me in the hall to tell me these weird dad jokes so that I would have ammunition for this year. <laughs> That's when you create a text line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky to have my brain like the joke is is that I'm in Mia's brain during the weekend and because I'm, I'm her brain I don't have mine <laughs> she leaves her as at home. At home. Yeah. so she can function as a Mia yeah so I typically if you catch me in the hall I'm probably running from one issue to the next and if I have anything in my hands it's a very rare moment because I try to keep my hands free because often I'm either picking something up or I'm trying to make sure that I can actually communicate with people without seeing, seeing closed off. So. I want to hear more changes. I want to hear you guys talk about us dirty. Dirty talk. Good gossip. <laughs> well, checking people in by paper really sucks. <laughs> Let me just tell you. And sending out personal emails the first year. Oh yeah. I had, uh, everybody that registered, I had to send them an email on uh, their own. I couldn't do a group email. So oh. everybody that registered, one email at a time. So I was sitting up two and three o'clock in the morning. Or I get a call from him in the morning. Did you send so and so their email? And I'm like, I didn't get it by two o'clock in the morning. And then no. <laughs> we didn't have an autoresponder no. when someone registered, so we had to do that manually the first year. That's what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, all manual. It was. So I'd get weird. a call. I, all of a sudden, I'd get a call or an email like, Hey, I don't know where the hotel is. I haven't got my. Did I do it right? And I'm like, Yeah, you did it right. I just. So. I have a job. <laughs> yeah. I have to pay the bills. That yeah. So you have job security now, don't you? Yeah. And you would handmade oh. the badges. We handmade the badges. Oh. Put them all in alphabetical order. and oh. Making them make their own is so much better. <laughs> I didn't even learn how to use the label maker. I was like, label maker, put some bottom submissive person there. They figured it out. So I will yeah. say, though, being at registration for me is 
really exciting, especially when new people come in and it's their first time and they're scared and they're nervous. And they don't know what to expect. And then I'll see them, you know, Saturday night and they're just like the joy and the happiness. And that is why I want to keep coming back year after year and feed you guys. Hello, baked goods. Baked goods. Yeah. I don't know. Security down here is giggling and laughing. I'm just curious to hear what stories was, you're going she, after. She was no, sneezing. I was sneezing and like there's a microphone in front of me and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Right, no. Um, no, I agree that technology has come so far, and because you know we do have the techie guy running the show. You know, each year it gets a little easier from start to finish, yeah. just the whole process. And now that we have a core staff for electronics, I can focus more of my energies on how to make us more technologically advanced. Yeah. You need to increase the DJ booth. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this year we're going to introduce um, uh, television screens um, on the uh, around the building. So oh, wait, are, are, we, are we going announcing this? Because we haven't said anything about this yet. So. Oh, I'm on it. Oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> all right. He, Breaking he, news. He was really adamant last year after all the complaints we got about not, not having a paper, paper schedule. And it's like, it's on your phone. You have your phone. Well, Everybody no, has their was, phone. There was a complaint, though, about that. That people were like, oh, I'm here. I can't have my phone out. Once I get here, my phone's in the room. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I I'm still that. old school. I still like the paper, even and though I'm techie all the way. Because yeah. by the way, those, you married me. Those yeah. trifold things are the bane of my existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it was okay when, like, the first year we had 187 attendees. Yeah, I've not no, not we're, we're over 500 now. Yeah. Oh, we have to we have to trifold those, and it's yeah, it's a pain in existence. Yeah. So this year to compromise is is we've decided to get TVs and we'll have them in the social area and maybe in the hallway that will uh, be the schedule so people will know where to go. We'll also be able to uh, promote our sponsors and people that help kind of put them on there as well. So and we're gonna be selling ad space. <laughs> <laughs> fund this we there is ad space please go check me at floridapowerchange.com somebody's gonna pay for it but it, but it's funny you know just a side topic we do um encourage sponsors and stuff because we we're proud to say that we're probably one of the cheapest events um mm-hmm. in the nation no no we're not cheap we're affordable we are oh, the most true. affordable <laughs> event yeah if we were cheap we'd still be at the clarion it started 187 people at a clarion yes yeah. and has worked up to over 500 people at a hilton. Hilton. hilton yes and we are so blessed that they love us so much here they take care of us they um it's such a great team that works at the hotel that helps us do what we do so yeah. we're very blessed to have them we, that's one of the, the blessings of being at the, the Hilton is You're good. they help make the process overall smoother for us, which, and it was interesting, the first year we were here, we would need something done and the hotel staff would jump on it and we're like, we're not used to this. What do we do? We're used to putting away our own chairs. We're used to having to set them up. And then like we, um, 
got to know the staff here by name to where I knew who to go to to get stuff done and they would make it happen. We didn't have to double ask. We didn't have to chase somebody down. It was, they made us that much more seamless in the transitions from classroom to playtime to social time and making sure that people had water. Little things that, you know, are easy to probably not see from the outside, but that end up impacting us a great deal because it's time consuming. They made better for us, really. There's a lot of things they made better for us on the movement of furniture and so forth. For one, it being one floor instead of multiple floors. That's a nice bonus and not riding up the elevator. But having the people actually do the changeovers for the rooms significantly helps all of us do and our jobs. They're they're excited to have us. I think that's really like like Amia said, it's like they're excited for us to be here and they really want to work with us. Can I tell a funny story? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh geez. So this is one of my favorite stories. Oh, no. Is um two years ago we um, borrowed some equipment from our local dungeon here, the Phoenix Club, and we rented. <laughs> oh, we, we rented a truck to go take this, get this furniture. We got all the furniture and we brought it here and we we set it all up and we parked our truck. Now, the hotel was starting to go on and do some renovations, so they also had uh, rental trucks, but they had all U-Haul and we had Pinsky and. Um, so, you know, big yellow truck versus a bunch of white trucks. So, at the end of Saturday, we do our loadouts. We get all the equipment out. It's a lot cooler than waiting till Sunday in the, in the hot sun at 10. We go and we open the truck to start putting stuff on. And the hotel staff or the people doing the renovations put a pallet of materials on our truck. <laughs> right at the end, blocking the entire truck. Now, we figured this out at about 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and unfortunately, there was just nobody here at the uh, hotel um, that could help us get this pallet of stuff off of the truck. So it, I think it took eight of us, eight yep. guys, mm -hmm. to lift this pallet of stuff off of our truck so we could put our stuff on it. And, and, that, and the reason why I tell this story is because I feel like we should write a book. Because you could never have guessed something like that would have happened. Yeah. And I remember um, Scott coming in and going, Michael, um, you're going to need to come see this. And I thought, is there someone fighting? Is there? And then we went out there, and I'm, I'm going to say we stood there for at least five minutes just staring at this pile of stuff. <laughs> well, I it I, was 2.30 uh, in the morning. And then I look at yeah. Scott, yeah. and I'm like, well, who put that on there? <laughs> and Scott says, how would I know? <laughs> and then we stood there for another five minutes staring at this pallet. Yeah. What was great is when you came, when you had somebody walk in going, so who put the stuff on the truck? And we're like, what stuff on the truck? And he proceeds to describe it. And we're like, that's not us. That, that is not any of us. <laughs> and also, too, you have to understand, like, for us, Saturday night when Dungeon opens is the start of our decompression. Like, gotcha. we're almost there. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah, the, you know, we got our team working the dungeon, so they're fresh. You know, they've rested, so they're kind of in charge of all that. So the rest of us are kind of 
you know, we're, we're, we're on the relaxing side. So by the time this happened, you know, we're all kind of like, what? No. <laughs> yeah. You see, now I understand by the story why all event coordinators and planners are so on edge. Because you can really plan for so much. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's that stuff mm-hmm. that seems to mess up your days. Yeah, we learned to lock an empty truck. year we were here I guess the attendees started wanting to play how many people can fit in an elevator at one time I mean I want to say oh. our elevators broke down two years in a row that we know that we were the first year though yeah. like, was and pull people out of the elevator but what was great yep. is they were prepared for us this year this, not this year but last, last year, year. Last with year. a sign right. that said max six to eight people right. <laughs> but let's take a step back to the year before where my core staff broke the uh, the elevator <laughs> because back at the Clarion there was a bunch of you that got on the hotel now yes. the event had finished oh. Michael I think you were one of those bunch yes. of <laughs> no I wasn't <laughs> no, no. Michael put the mic down go home you're no, just good try baby Unless I was absolutely bone tired, I avoided that thing because I knew what I was signing up for. And I was like, I would rather hoof it up the stairs than take the elevator and risk getting stuck. I don't care. I wasn't on it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's the other thing when we moved here. I know Thurge was thrilled that we no longer had to prepare equipment upstairs any longer. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sky, you're right there well, with oh me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you guys were in the hall celebrating. I think that's the smallest elevator in Florida. <laughs> oh, God. Accommodations, too. <laughs> Which is why we broke it. <laughs> well, it's funny because last week I was talking with a friend of mine, and I said, oh, you come to FPE this year. And she, her answer was, yes, but I'm getting a room on the second floor. <laughs> yeah. I said, Why? She goes, I don't want to get stuck in the elevator. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was two years in the road, she got stuck in the elevator. We're like, oh, okay. But I don't think there were any issues last year, right? Uh, no, yeah, we did. There was. What? Yes. Well, don't forget, the core, we ended up, because of the renovations, yeah. normally our oh. core is on the first floor. Yeah. But they were renovating that last year, so we actually got put on the 10th floor. So actually, core used the service elevator oh, to get up and down nice. last year. Oh. So we avoided No, the that elevator. sounds like a great idea, <laughs> except not, for you wait twice as long for the service elevator, because I think it, it like automatically stops on every floor. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then you get the looks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the head of my security. <laughs> hey, okay, so speaking ahead of security, how have you seen Ooh. things change throughout, like from the first to now? Because I remember, like, the last time I saw you, you were ready to strangulate someone, so. Oh, that's, that's typical. That's yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm, like, seeing. Um, Did you want to strangle someone from the first one to now? Because now I can understand, you know, it's more so people. So. The first one, um, we actually were just on the security team. We weren't in charge of anything. We actually didn't even know Michael and Amia. I mean, like, we knew of them. 
but we had never actually spoke to them. Everybody so, knows of them. Right, <laughs> yes. Well, and we well, knew of them because of... Exactly. <laughs> uh, we knew of them because the web, because we worked security at the web also. So and we kind of knew of them, um, but we had not actually ever met them uh, officially. So we were just on security. So we didn't see this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's how we tricked them into it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, when you gave them the Kool-Aid? Yeah. 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 Kool-Aid. But, I mean, definitely from a security standpoint, um, this hotel is amazing. Not that the Clarion was hard or difficult or anything like that, but... Um, this hotel is really great, and the staff is really nice. So when you, my opinion, when you have a staff that is, um, that cares, mm -hmm. um, that is willing to go above and beyond for you, that makes the attendees automatically feel a little bit more at ease. Mm -hmm. Like, from the time that they walk in the door at this hotel, they just feel like people care, and they've got their back. And so that energy just kind of carries on through the entire convention, which makes our job really easy because happy people tend to not do dumb things. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Um, that so, seems like it should be made into a sign. I think so. I think it's a great motto. do dumb things. <laughs> so definitely... Um, that's, that's one of the biggest things I've noticed is over the years, the transition to hotel really made a huge difference um, in just the overall energy of the convention. But our job, I mean, our community is so amazing that they kind of self-police themselves. Yeah. You know, if, if you see somebody doing something dumb, you tap them on the shoulder and like, hey, nay, nay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so then by the time we get there, it's been taken care of, you know? So we're just kind of here as a visual, just to make people know that, like, hey, if something did go down, we've got your back. But, I mean, our community is amazing. Mm -hmm. So we rarely have issues. I see them a lot of times. They'll come up to one of our checkpoints and they'll search their body for their badge. And they don't have a badge. They don't even try. They just go back to the way. Robin has made sure everybody is very well trained. and every, So that Max and everybody else that works checkpoints are like... Badge Nazis. <laughs> yeah. 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 The one that was our second year at the Clarion, and uh, yeah, <laughs> me, so, Daddy, Michael, oh, did not wow. have his badge, and it was a fairly new person on the checkpoint on the stairs, and he was trying to go up him, and the guy was like, "No, can't. You have no badge." And, and he would not let him go. There. <laughs> so we, we train all of our people like we don't care who you are if you don't have a badge, you don't get in. Yeah. Well, they didn't actually know who no, Daddy was. Michael was. <laughs> and so he's like walking in with no shoes on. He's got no badge. And they're like, I'm sorry, no badge. You can't go in. And he's like looking at him like, do you know who I am? No, 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 no. Yeah, you You have I mean, I was surprised, but it was yeah. more. But no, I, I will defend myself. Again, I was surprised. Um, but no, I've always encouraged everyone that 
that's your job. You don't just because it's me doesn't mean anything. In fact, I went upstairs and said, "I'm really glad to know that that was uh, what was going on because again, I feel comfortable and um, because this, uh, you know, the security uh, and the safety um, of the people in the con, we want to be number one. So that starts with making sure the right people are supposed to be in the in the con space. The whole so. point of a convention like this is to be able to come and be yourself. And not feel judged and not be ashamed. And so knowing that that, that only like-minded people are in there with you makes you feel better. And knowing that we're doing our job makes that possible. Yeah, I, I think like going over in my head like the issues we've had security-wise, it's always been other people attending staying at the hotel that we've had problems with it's never, never been, been the attendees, attendees. Mm-hmm. but that's our job is to keep the attendees safe we're not policing them we're policing for them and and i have to say that i think um you know scott and millie have brought such a level of professionalism um they train their staff phenomenally they have meetings and phone conferences and training days that they get together so they have really created this seamless team that that works so well together they communicate without communicating and talking you know what I mean they they just know and um and that really is a testament to their leadership style so we're, we're very blessed to have them a part of our team and Scott looks really sexy in a suit <laughs> when you are a bouncer, yeah, <laughs> make a lot of people happy. <laughs> I also like that we have like the Disney policy. Yes. So yes. I think that's really important. And sometimes when you're telling new people when they become volunteers, especially for registration, when I have new people come in, it's like I tell them about it, and they kind of look at me like, like first of all, I'm like, how can you not know about Disney? Is my first thing. But then explain to them that they're, you know. You don't argue with anybody. Well, fix it. Whatever it is, we're going to fix it and make that attendee happy. And I think that's very important that we do that. Yeah. Because um, I know a lot of places, I've gone to different events and people have told me, no, you didn't order a shirt when I know I ordered a shirt. Um, so it's more of like, let me find it. I'll bring it to you or, or whatnot. So I think let us important. fix this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we will take care of this. Not to worry, so I don't want them leaving this event and not be happy. Yeah, and that I think kind of goes back to the core we have established and the chain of command we have in place to ensure that, like myself or Daddy Michael, can make that happen. Because Mia is typically being social, the social butterfly. So when somebody runs into issues, we tend to be. If it's not security related, we're the ones over there going, okay, well, what can we do? Like, how can we help you? What What's the problem? And trying to make it right, because like Malachi says, that we want people to be happy. We don't want you to feel, we don't want attendees to feel like they're being bullied. We want them to feel like they're valued and that they're wanted and welcome. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy what you heard, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave feedback, as this would mean a lot to us. Also, you can sign up for our newsletter at livingasexpositivelife.com. We appreciate you giving us this opportunity to entertain and educate you, and hope you enjoy the experience. We'll see you next time.